Did you? But, did you? Did we lose Robin, Mark? I'm here. No, I'm right here. I had to piss. I'm here. Can you hear me? Pornhub.com. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys not hear that? That's like serious anal going on, dude. <laughs> All right, ladies and gents, welcome to the digital version of Dude, Check This Out. We have been quarantined, but we're still joined by all the boys of Handbone Relay. We're going to do the top 10 of the 1980s. We hope you're all safe and healthy, so we're taking all precautions. Each one of us has a beverage of choice. We've got Luke, we've got Jordan, we've got Mark. I'm drinking a Heineken Zero. Mark, what are you drinking? I'm drinking uh the Danky Junior IPA. I don't know what the uh, what's the what's the brewing company here? Uh Glasstown Brewing Company in New Jersey. Oh, okay. Oh, look at you. That's right. Look at you. Support what you got, the Jordan? Local. Uh I I have a I have an Oscar Blues Brewing Mama's Little Pills, but I also have a slew of Coors Lights lined up. <laughs> <laughs> and Luke, what you got? Uh, Philly tap water. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, Jordan, can I come ride my bike past your house and you throw some Coors Light out the window? Yeah. Yeah. I, we have a whole other dude. Go. My, my girlfriend works for GoPuff. They deliver beer. So not only can they, you can sign wow. up for GoPuff and get beer delivered, but we can pay for it for you because we get a discount because she is an employee. Will GoPuff oh, sponsor shit. this podcast now? If we, <laughs> uh, that could maybe, maybe that could happen. Right? That might make Alex more happy. <laughs> more than Let's see if we can hook that up. For next time. Yeah, but but yes, I have uh, plenty of course lights if you want to come by, or I'll ride my bike because I didn't leave the house since the last time I saw you guys. So, <laughs> are you serious? Uh, yeah. In which last time we saw everybody in one room was uh, we did a live show at uh, at Music House Studios doing the Hambone Relay. A, a live concert. We just put it up on YouTube if you want to go check it out. It's like an hour and a half of funk and jams. We get weird, too. It's pretty cool. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. But anyway, we're on the top ten of the 1980s. We're going to talk about our favorite tunes from the 1980s. Everyone got their lists. Let's see here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I... Here, I will start. All just right, to get Rob, what's rolling. your number ten? My number ten is Tracy Chapman's self-titled album. Just entitled Tracy Chapman. Um, it oh has, yeah, has a bunch of great yeah, has a bunch of great suits. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry, that wasn't a knock. I that was just bad. Yeah, you're killing it. Um, that fucking <laughs> felt that felt good though. Um, 1988. This album had uh, her big hit "Fast Car" on it. Had I can't a talk about that a was revolution. 1988. Yeah, dude. This was a self-titled album. It was um, the first record. Yeah, it's the first record she put out. And then I think everything else she put out was in the 90s. Oh, no, she put out one more record in the 80s. But, yeah, that's my is, pick. Is that her uh, – I forget the name of the tune, but that one of her famous tunes that, like, comes up a lot. People play the blues? all the time. I'm yeah. pretty sure it's – I think it's, yeah, her yeah, only, yeah. it's her only tune, right? Uh, that, that one's on uh, – I think it's um, New Beginning. Hold on, let me look. Did that one come out in the '90s? I remember that one being like a it hit did. when I was in high school or middle it school. It did, but or I, I'm looking for the record. Uh, give me one reason, right? Yeah. 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 
We used to cover that song, actually. And stop it. Yeah. John used I to quit. play the melody on the guitar. I quit. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I got a chart, bro. I'm going to send it your way. You got to learn the head. <laughs> yeah, it was on uh, the album New Beginning, which it came out in 93. Uh, so I that think? was like, yeah. So 95. I, 95. Okay, so she had an album out in 88 before that that you're saying is a good one. The 88 one is my favorite, and then the one, the other one that came out was 89. But the one that I'm talking about is Tracy Chapman's self-titled album, Tracy Chapman. <laughs> and we're wild. done here. Cool. I think we're all going to learn a little bit about the 80s. I think so. Man. Big In dialogue. my research for the 80s, there was, I didn't want to pick anything that I didn't know because I feel like it would have illegitimized my list. So all the stuff that's in my list is stuff that I know, and I ordered it from there. That's cool. Yeah, That's the approach I took, too, yeah. But I just didn't know. But, like, I know the 80s is full of talking heads, for example. I just don't know that much about the talking heads. And I know it's going to be all over Jordan's list. I mean, there's there's one talking heads record on my list. Just one? Really? There's only one. I think you're going to be surprised by maybe what I've – I think it's great. <laughs> this just may be funny to you, but also like you might you may have like forgot some shit, you know? Alright, what's your number ten though? Oh, you want my number ten? Yeah, give me your number ten. My number ten is Steve Earl Guitar Town from nineteen eighty six. Well, that's a good one. Um singer songwriter, New Orleans man. Uh, recovering addict in the eighties, he was still like full blown party time, like <laughs> ready, like ready for all of it. Um, not the best uh singer, but such a good songwriter. Uh, his lyrics are incredible, and he has pretty much put out like an album every other year since he started. That's incredible. Like yeah, his, I'm looking his, at his, his list discography now. is ridiculous. Yeah, I saw him open up for the Tedeschi Trucks band, actually. Yep. Oh, awesome. Where was that? Yeah, and it was really cool. And that, he he was uh, at the Met. At the Met. Or no, it wasn't. It was. Uh, I forget where it was. I was gonna say I don't think I don't remember that one, but um, he was also he played a character in Treme in the show Treme. He didn't play himself, but he played like a street f- performer in in the show Treme. Oh no way! Yeah, that's cool. Was he in the it Wire was the Be- too? It was the Beacon Theater. That's where it was. Ah, Luke, was he or Jordan? Was he in the Wire too? Am I remembering that right? Didn't he have like a small part in the Wire? Steve Earle was also in the Wire. Yeah, yeah. he played. He was like a he was a street uh, like a corner boy yeah. for like wh- like two episodes. Right. Yeah, he wasn't in it much. Yeah. No, but but the in Treme he was in a lot of episodes, and then he ended up like his character like passed away from you know like from I don't know booze or something like that. I think he gets like shot. I think he gets shot. I think they, it was they like get, a play they, on his life. Did he get shot? Yeah, they get mugged, or he's he's walking with another dude, and then some guy mugs him and shoots him. I think. Not to bring there the podcast go. down. Sorry. No, it's it's just like That's it's what happened. It's 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 like kind of crazy for you know like a. Uh, a uh, musician like that has what he's gone through so much in his life, and then he kind of plays that character in a show, and like has to die, you know? Yeah. Which is like kind of like I don't know, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but it's just like silly. Let's go with silly. I like it. <laughs> silly. That, that's my number ten. That's Speaking my sad number ten. 
All right, Mark, what's your silly number 10? My silly number 10 is not silly at all. It's only uh, Shout of the Devil, Motley Crue, 1983. <laughs> Fucking rock and roll, baby. That's right, dude. So I remember when when I was like, I guess I was like in middle school, uh, like jamming out to this to this album. Shout of the Devil, Looks to Kill. Hel- uh, their version of Helter Skelter's on it, too. It's, it's so sick, man. And it was their first big record uh, when they kind of broke out. They had one record before this album. When they, when Too fast they, for love. Yep, that's that was their first album, and then this one came out, and they blew they blew up, and it's just like, it was, it's like the soundtrack of my middle school, you know. So that's to see you fucking crew, up in a beat, being like shout, shout. That's right. <laughs> I also recommend watching that movie too, The Dirt. Watch it, Netflix. <laughs> Dirt. All right, so so what do we do? Do we skip Luke just till we get to his number five? Uh, I can go up until number five. So you can go 10, 9, 8, 7, 6. Yeah, if you want me to do that, or I can just wait like you have a, to what you, Rob said. You're basically saying you got a bunch of garbage to drop on us. <laughs> it's a bunch of shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's up to you. All right, I'll just go now. All right, what's your number 10, Luke? Number 10 is Tom Waits' Rain Dogs. Great nice, choice. Dude. And uh, I'm trying to find the quote. I was looking at it today and basically said the the inspiration for the name is how, like, the confused, disorienting, like, pull the rug out from under you type feeling that dogs must feel, like, when they go around and piss everywhere to claim their territory. But then it rains. And then, like, a world that they thought was, you know, going to be, they were going to be able to navigate and set in stone is now washed away. And someone, like, you know, pulled everything out from under them, which I thought was an interesting concept. Yeah, it's fucking deep. Yeah, wow. But uh, we actually, I listened to this for the first time on the way back from Nashville a couple years ago, and John Evan, the bass player in the Groove Merchant, showed it to me, and I remember thinking, like, Maybe his, use, his use of, like, just different sounds and sonic textures and shit was something that I hadn't really heard before and just created, like, a really heavy atmosphere that, had a big impact on me and kind of made me think a lot more about just sounds and instrumentation and how it affects the listener and the the music, which quick, I thought this is a great example of that. Quick note think, about yeah. Tom Waits too is that uh, he's also a great actor. Um, oh yeah! Just, oh really? I just saw uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula, the Francis Ford Coppola film, and he plays Renfield. And dude, he's so good. I didn't I didn't realize it was Tom Waits. Like he's he's wow. amazing in that role, and I think he's been in other stuff too, right? Yeah, he's been he was the part of the not the Sinister Six, but it has a number in the title. Was um, he in the Wire? <laughs> was everyone in the Wire? <laughs> I think everyone was in the Wire. Yeah, I think everyone was in the Wire. Hold on, I gotta look it up. Tom yeah, Waits. McNutty. Yeah, <laughs> McNutty. McNutty. Hey, hey, Bubbles. Hey, was hey. was he in the Wire? <laughs> Seven Psychopaths was the movie. Oh, I was okay. About. Was oh, uh, is, he's uh, the guy that. He's the guy that like strokes the bunny. Okay. Like he's got a little bunny he carries around with him. Is All right. a, is a uh, uh, Christopher Walken in that movie? Yeah. Aha. Oh Number shit. Seven. It's Walken. so good. That's one you should definitely watch. That movie's epic. Yeah, it's been a long time right. since I've seen that one. Okay, anyway, sorry. Number nine. Here's my number nine. Here's my number nine. Rob's number nine. Here we Rob's go. Rob's number nine. All right. All right. You ready? You ready? Okay. Yeah. It's Tom Petty's Full Moon Fever. Ooh. Oh. So it has a bunch of great tunes on it. It's got, um, well, obviously the classic Free Fallen's on this one. Um, I Won't Back Down. 
running running down a dream, the classic eighties tune, and like uh, love is a long road. These are all classic songs. I mean, and those like, are all like number one hits too. Yeah, he had. I think the four or five of these were number one hits, or at least close top tens. But what, this record, what year did that come out? Eighty nine. Damn. Just made it, but it's a great record. I really love it, and I know that I didn't know the whole record before, but now that we've done this, I I've been listening through like the whole album, and I really like it. Um, but I knew the hits, the hits before. Running down the dreams, obviously. You know where I heard that song was freaking um, Grand Theft Auto, Vice <laughs> City. That was my game as a kid. Anybody else play that? I I, I never I played, played video it, games. Yeah. So I didn't have video games. I was an addict. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't do it. I like. I when I was like when I was younger, like I I started playing guitar, but I also was like racing BMX bikes. No, you so were like yeah. I was like I, that's what I did. And I was like a BMX kid. That's awesome. I was like racing bicycles. So it was like between playing guitar and then racing bikes, like I wasn't doing anything else. Like when I wasn't out riding the bike, I was playing the guitar. So I like didn't have. It's not that I didn't have time for video games. It's just like it just wasn't a thing. And then once I got older, and then I was like, well, shit, I don't want to hurt my hands from, like, riding a bicycle. That seems stupid. And then I just, like, kept playing guitar or, like, smoked a lot of weed. And then I stopped smoking yes. weed, and I started riding a bike again as I got older, and now I, like, ride through the city. <laughs> it's epic. It's I'm doing the, com the complete opposite of what I should be doing to take care of my hands. <laughs> I'm riding a, a fixed gear bike with no brakes through the city of Philadelphia. Do you have a fixed gear? Yeah. Dude, that's insane. I have two that's... fixed gears. If you ever want to get weird. Damn, dude, I would just I would die. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to, wouldn't be able to handle that. It's fun. It's fun, man. You know, it's like, do I stop or do I keep going? And the answer is, you keep going. Yeah, I know we're getting off track here, but when you ride your bike, like if you're going really fast down a hill, what if you lose your footing? Um, well, my feet are strapped in, so my my feet are oh, stuck, are stuck to in. the pedals. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, and if I lo lose my footing, I just lean forward and stop turning my legs, and just my back wheel just locks up, and you skid to a stop eventually. Yeah. Living dangerously, I like it. Yeah, no, it's definitely it's not ideal. I I go with rides with my neighbor across the street. And he was like, "You're fucking crazy," and I'm like, "You're not crazy enough." <laughs> and, and then, like, uh, you know, like five minutes later, I've I've ridden a mile ahead of, uh, ahead of him, and I'm like, "Where are you? Like, where have you been? What are you doing?" He was like, yeah. "I'm just like pedaling." I'm like, "I'm not pedaling. I'm like barely pedaling. The bike is riding yeah. me." At this yeah. point. So I think, okay, we got off topic, but. <laughs> I like it. Keep it. <laughs> yeah. Everyone yeah. should get a fixed gear. Come to the city. Let's ride. You want right, to hear, hear my number 10? Number nine. nine. Number nine. That's what I meant. <laughs> my Jordan August here. Uh, <laughs> Philadelphia, Pennsylvania this time. Uh, this is a band that I don't like. Okay. Okay. Let's start with that. This is a band I don't like. My number nine is U <laughs> two the Joshua Tree. Um, I think this album is pretty incredible. Um, they, I don't, I just don't like the way Bono sings. I think if they, if he just sung differently, I'd like the band better. 
but I think this record is incredible. There's so many uh, hits on the record. The guitar playing was like a big breakthrough with the way Delay was using guitar playing. Um, this is also like a four-piece. It sounds like a ten-piece band. So they th- this was a record that was influential in its time. What year did it come out? Uh, I'm sorry, I have like five different things open. Uh, 1987, so it was late 80s. Um, but it it made my list, and I did go see U2 when they did the the Joshua Tree tour, oh, cool. and I thought it was really cool. When, was that when they were doing the arena tours? It was like that a, was, in the round. It was in the round. It was like a not not even two years ago, and it was unbelievable. I bet it was. They probably had all the money for all the lights and production. I bet it was amazing. Yeah, it was. I mean, the the stage came all the way down the center of like of the arena. So it's like it was. They had like a long LED like wall against mm-hmm. the back, and it came all the way to the fans. And then they had the stage with all the musicians. But then Bono had just like the red carpet of a of a led stage that just went all the way to the other side of the arena it was really really cool i wish i got to photograph it but you know it's so you know the 80s was a weird time uh this this record influenced a lot of other records in the 90s once we get to the 90s stuff you guys are gonna hate it oh yeah i'm gonna like i'm gonna like rock the 90s (laughs) cool (laughs) <laughs> maybe because i'm lame i don't know but good. There's, there's some good shit in the 90s you know? you're gonna be like oh i don't know what that is and you listen to me like hey that was kind of cool <laughs> maybe mark's not gonna have a list for the 90s he's just gonna stay home no he's like all right guys you can do this by yourself yeah yeah i got a few i feel like Mark, you I feel like you reference bands from the 90s all the time. Like you and Derek, when you guys talk about bands that you like, you're always like saying some shit about bands. Yeah, I actually I'm kind of a closet. I think I have some 90s tunes. I'm, I'm you know, I don't know if I, I don't know if I might have a hard time coming up with 10 though. 10 might be tough, I, but Well, Mar- 90s is also like hip hop too. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, a lot of hip hop for me. Not yeah. rap, hip hop. Yeah, but still I do like I like like Run DMC and the Beastie Boys and shit. There you go. That should be on your list tonight. Yeah, we'll see. All right. Number nine. My number nine. Is that where we go at? for it? Uh, Morris Day and the motherfucking time. Ice Cream Castle, 1984. Nice. Two songs, The Bird and Jungle Love. This album, fucking, it's all written by Prince. The band is incredible. Great record. Fucking love it. Hands down. So What's the name of it again? Uh, Ice Cream Castle is the name of the record. More Stay in the Time, 1984. And uh, on the, all the songs are great. I mean, they're kind of they're 80s out, lots of synths and stuff. But if you see them do the, the those tunes live, like the Bird and Jungle Love, so good. And their band is always fucking sick. So that's my that's a deep nine. that's a deep cut. Yeah, dude. Don't they sorry, sh- show my ignorance? But what what's the band time? Morris Day and the Morris and the Day time. and the Time. Gotcha. And uh, it's basically a group that that Prince exclusively exclusively wrote for. Yeah, he he created them. They were like kind of like yeah. you know how boy bands are created. They were kind of created by Prince. 
He wrote all their songs. He recorded them. He produced most of their records. He and Morris Day is the villain in Purple Rain, too. In the movie. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. So, fun fact. Fun fact. So, I don't know if I, how much I want to expose my ignorance here. Whatever, dude. We're all we're just yeah. Chilling. Pull that dick out, baby. So, per- <laughs> purple, Rain, purple Rain is it like a rock opera music musical type thing that Prince wrote, and it's a like there's a narrative and it's like a film. Yeah, it's it's a movie. Yeah, it's a movie. It's a it's a and the, just a movie. Like there's no like music. Yeah, well, there's a soundtrack. Like you can the album Purple Rain <coughs> might find its way on on a list sometime, perhaps. <laughs> they but, will. <laughs> But uh, but like it. So Prince wrote all the tunes for the album, which then I think the tunes were written for the film. I don't know the whole story, but 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 they're not like sing- when the characters talk to each other. They're not singing. The no, part. it's not like a musical. It's like it's like songs within a story. You know what I mean? It's not like Broadway. It's like gotcha. It's, yeah, I, th- I think a rock opera is probably a good way to describe it. I guess. I think it's I think it's a rock opera. But they're not like. It's not like Broadway where they're singing a conversation. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Um, but it's great. Does movie. this does does the song follow the narrative? Like, have you ever seen "Trapped in the Closet"? <laughs> we were just talking oh, about this the other night, weren't we? Seriously, is this where we're going right now? <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's not quite like "Trapped in the Closet." It's not quite like that. Uh, I do recommend it. The movie's kind of cheesy. (laughs) The movie's kind of corny, but it's but it's fucking awesome. The music's incredible. But it was really in a closet. (laughs) I do. If you like, if you like Prince, if you like when doves when doves cry is on the Purple Rain album too. When doves cry. By the way, have you heard Government Mule's version of that? See, I was just gonna bring that up. A lot of the this '80s stuff in the Uh, music. You did that on purpose. You were poking the bear right there, Mark Brown. Well, I have heard it by government, but it, a lot of these songs I've heard through other people's interpretations. Like, yeah, I've heard Government Mules uh, take it, and for years I don't even know it was a Prince tune. Right. Well, their version's weird. I, I don't love their version, to be honest with you. But yeah, it's like super slow and shit. Yeah. But yeah, I would I would definitely check out the Purple Rain album. The movie's kind of corny, but definitely check out the album though. The album is fucking great. The album's so, really mm-hmm. good. It's really good. And so is Ice Cream Castle, more stay in the time. 84. <laughs> 84. All right, so it's my turn. Your turn. Yeah. All right. All right, Luke. All right, mine is ACDC Back in Black. Perfect. Noise. 1980. Hell yeah. Um, when I was younger and first started playing guitar, I, de- I like, loved Angus Young. I don't know. I never really thought about it. Like, it's kind of, there's elements of ACDC that are definitely kind of like, pokey and a bit like commercialized stuff but i always think like i don't know at the end of the day when you shook me all night long comes on it it, it, it rocks and i i'm down with that and i think ang is young his playing is it's really cool and it's aggressive and you can tell it's him he's got his own vibe and tunes are catchy and you can know the lyrics remember the uh hits and everything so it's cool just kind of like indulgent rock you shook me all night long. I all I have are memories of like being at like a sixth grade dance and all the dudes are out on the dance floor just You shook me all night. <laughs> and all the chicks are like, What the fuck is going on? Yeah, I remember being like a young like I mean, I don't know, probably thirteen or fourteen years old and like learning the you know, just like playing the chords of the back in black and being like 
I'm yeah. a ro- I'm a rock star. Yeah. I you can know? never get the one lick it in that song to like sound right. You know what I'm talking about? That part. Yeah, I don't feel like everyone that covers it, it sounds like shit except Angus Young. Every every time you watch someone do it, you're like wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Before they even do it, I'm like, you're gonna fuck this up. <laughs> That's how I feel when I hear people play Sir Duke. And then I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, yeah, shit. some you shit did. you just don't fuck with. Shit, you did that well. Fuck, okay. <laughs> so yeah, that's right, mine. That's your number four. Alright, so I guess I'm up. I fucked that up. Uh number eight for me is okay. This one's a little self indulgent. You guys Ooh, know who me. Ten Thousand Maniacs are? Yeah, dude. I do. Natalie yeah, Merchant, man. So okay, the story behind this is they have an album called In My Tribe. This is basically the album that, like, one of the many albums that helped shape the '90s, like folk rock sound, in my opinion. And this album has like a ton of great songs. And this album, my dad played when I was a kid, over and over and over again. Like songs, "What's the Matter Here," "Hey Jack Kerouac," and "Like the Weather." But like, it's very folk singer songwritery but they're like a band and they had a couple albums before well one album before that but it's a really great album and uh it, it sounds like it should have been from like the 90s but uh it's amazing i really love it what, the song what makes you say great. say that just because it's why the, do you the, think it's, it's the way it's like mixed the way it's mixed sounds like kind of the um the precursor to a lot of like like chiller alanis more that and stuff like that in that kind of realm um, mm-hmm. and Natalie Merchant is just an amazing singer, um, and it's just great, my opinion. That's my number nine. My my mom loved Ten Thousand Maniacs. Ten, I, grew, I grew up on that shit. Oh yeah, same, same. I want to have sex with Natalie Merchant. Just saying, she's How, beautiful. Is she still alive? I hope so. I don't know. She's yeah, she's still alive. She's still pretty hot. She's, she's gotta looking. be hot too. She's one of those chicks. She'll be like eighty, and I'll be like, I want to have sex with you. Oh, oh, Jesus let's, let's look, buddy. Hold on. I'm gonna throw this up. What year yeah, was that? I don't that think at? he wants you right now. Is she re- is she really <laughs> gross? Is she super gross? Oh god. Oh, god. Hang on. Marcus will do it. Everyone's got no a shame. everyone's got a computer. No shame. Always going I'm for the milk right shit, now. dude. Oh god. Actually, oh god. Yeah, it's not too oh, bad. God. I'd still have sex with her though. <laughs> <laughs> what what year was in my tribe? Uh eighty seven. Where is someone and I and I, I'm I'm saying this with all you know, uh Goodness, is someone Jewish in Ten Thousand Maniacs in my tribe? I think she is, isn't she? Is she is, is she Jewish? I think I think I read that somewhere. Why why do you why do you ask that? Do well, the tribe the tribe thing is is I like a is a Jew you know like or kind of like a Jewish like phrase. She could be Native oh, American too, though. She kind of has that look, you know. Natalie Merchant, Jewish. Also, nope, nothing on the internet. All right, just just not, when you when you Jewish. search Natalie Merchant, so the old the old picture of her comes up, but then the cover of Rolling Stone that she looks hot in there. That's the Natalie Merchant I want to have sex with. Just saying, hey, you know, <laughs> I'll find I'll find the cover. I'll cut a hole in it for you. <laughs> Already done, bro. <laughs> Why do you think it's dark in his basement? He already has uh, it. Yeah. I've actually, gone through a couple of copies of that issue already. Yeah, the the DVDs that you see behind him when he moves, it's just a porn collection. <laughs> it's not horror films. I actually had to, so I actually had a pretty extensive DVD porn collection. I know no one's surprised, whatever. And uh, I used to store it. You can't see it. There's a closet right here, which is also where like the uh, the, the water... ghost the where the ghosts live. That's where the ghost habits. Don't joke about it. It's no, real. No. It's where like the water 
thing is, the water meter or whatever, the energy meter, whatever. So my father-in-law was like fixing some shit one day, and he opens the the closet to like look at something, and there's this box of like fuck films like right there, just right. And he didn't. He looked down, and then he just kept kept about about his business. And my wife got mad at me, and I I I threw him out. Actually, that was the end. That was the end of that bullshit. You put him in a storage unit. I sold the deposit box. (laughs) Actually, sold them. Did you guys know there's an adult eBay? I sold them on the adult eBay. Actually. It doesn't surprise me, and it definitely doesn't surprise me that you sold something on there. And then proceeded to buy ten more films. Off of the <laughs> Why buy shit there? when you have Pornhub, dude? Come on, bro. Dude, and hard drives. Come on. Right. Yeah, I actually found one of my hard drives from college. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. The hard drive itself isn't sticky. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> have you have Jesus you Christ. have you put the black light over it yet? Just to see <laughs> oh if it glows in the dark. My God. Oh Dude, I, there's God. some shit. There's some shit in there that's probably illegal in this country. I don't know. I'm de- <laughs> I gotta cover my cat's ears right now. Holy shit! Just kidding. anyway, I'm who's up? By my, I'm by myself. <laughs> who's up now? Um, Jordan. Hey, Jordan. <laughs> that's right, because Natalie Merchant. Uh, yeah. All right, all right. Jordan August, number eight. Motherfucking Guns and Roses, Appetite for Destruction. Fuck yeah. 1980. Seven. <laughs> I mean, what's on that one? Everything. Welcome to the jungle. It? Welcome to the jungle. Paradise City. Sweet Child of Mine. Mister Brownstone. Come on, Mister Mister Brownstone. Rocket Queen. This is like, this is just like a fuck party. <laughs> if like, if <laughs> my sex if, tape. This is, yeah. This is like what my sex tape was like. Um, I I mean the the artwork is cool. It's got like the skulls and the cross and just like really bad fucking eight like typeface like right when computers were trying to be computers. <laughs> um, so it's just like someone drew the artwork, but they definitely used like MS DOS typeface <laughs> to to try to do this record. Um, it's also their first record, right? Uh, I think it is. I'm not sure. I think it might be. Yeah, on, it, it was their it was their debut studio album. Wow, cool. Good. It was released Good yeah debut, July huh? 21st to 87, and the album uh yeah it grabbed attention in late in late 87. It was Billboard Top 200. It was a best selling album of all time in the United States as. It was the it's the eleventh best selling album of all time in the United States. That's 30, a giant curse. Thirty million copies. Can you imagine having a, that great of a first record and then like having to follow it up? That's insanity. How do you even have that good of a first record? Like, it's crazy. crazy you gotta be crazy Appetite, like Axel. It was received. It had. It got retrospective acclaim as being viewed as one of the greatest albums of all time in 2018 from Billboard. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, dude. There you go. David Geffen, right? Geffen Records. Fucking Geffen, dude. I, I read. I read his autobiography when I was in college, and all I remember from that entire book was some story about Axl Rose doing a bunch of coke and taking a piss on his desk. Like, Fuck yeah. <laughs> He like didn't like their contract, so he just he just, fuck, he fuck just yeah. pulled his cock out and just peed all over the fucking desk and just flipped them off and walked out. 
That's it's all right. Because <laughs> now he looks like an old woman named Karen, which is <laughs> Leo. He does. He does. <laughs> he does. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, that's that's my number eight, and I'm I'm sticking to it. I like it. Uh, am I up? Mm-hmm. Uh, my yeah. number eight is uh, Van Halen, 1984, 1984. Um, nice. Dude, hot for teacher. Need I say that is, more? Yeah, that's sex and drugs right there. That shit, so good, dude. Again, that's another one, like, like Shout Out the Devil, that kind of defined my middle school. Um, I was in a band. You guys, I played bass for a little while, and we did, like, covered a lot of songs off of that album and Shout Out the Devil in our little garage band. Um, so good, man. Uh I don't know. It just it just defined my childhood and kind of. I listened to a lot of metal and rock and roll then too. So, and that's kind of. What tune did you cover? uh, We covered Panama, and we also (laughs) we also covered. We tried Hot for Teacher, but we didn't have a drummer that could actually play it. Hey, yeah, that that shit's hard to play. Yeah, let me see Anne Marie. I see you. I see you. Anne Marie jumps on there too. Say hi. Yo, what up, girl? Jordan says, "What girl? Where's birds?" <laughs> She's like, fuck you guys. <laughs> Are you in the basement, Rob? I am. Is your basement haunted? Just by gear. <laughs> Where's She's Layla like, at? She's like, Rob puts the lotion in the basket. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, look out! <sighs> yeah. You know what's gonna happen? I'm gonna like look behind me and then disappear and not come back the rest of the episode. And you guys are gonna. Like, <laughs> I I would think it was funny. Rob would like end up killing himself and Luke would be like dude I'm coming over to get some Coors Light like, oh. <laughs> I gotta get Mark's beer collection alright who's up uh, Lucas right or no, uh, Lucas. Lucas oh shit yeah so this one is another one that I learned from from uh, modern people so the Wood Brothers I love and they play the tune I Got Loaded and again I never knew that it was a uh, Los Lobo song so then I went back and checked them out and uh, love them, and the record is Los Lobos. How will the wolf survive? And it was that album is sick, dude. I love that album. Also, the dude, yeah, Black covered that. Song. <laughs> but damn, really? Yeah, yeah, great song, dude. Great. Album. I played. Good. I played. Oh, uh, record's good. I played. I got loaded on my on my stream the other night. Oh, really? Yeah, in the Kia E. Nice. Yeah, it's awesome. And um, from those Crossroad DVDs. <laughs> That uh, Eric Cl- or concerts that Eric Clapton would put on. I remember he had David Hildago there, cool. and I they played this tune "Neighborhood," which I guess was on a later record that I always loved. But I never knew he was in that band until uh, like the last couple of years when I started checking him out. And I also saw him sit in with the Tedeschi Trucks band at the Beacon Theater too, which is really cool. So those oh, cool. Lobos is a cool band. They are great. Yeah, they're badass. Yeah, badass band. That's cool. what. What year was that record? 1984. Damn, the record's only 33 minutes long. The whole record? Yeah, that's what it says. And there's 11 songs. Dude, that's like that's like one fish song. <laughs> I've, I've been like burning through like I'll be down in my basement listening to a lot of vinyl, and I forget how short records are. Like, well, they have to be, yeah. Right, like I, you get like I just sat down with a beer and I got to change sides. <laughs> you know, that's a that's like I used to do a lot of um like vinyl like listening parties when i was when i was back living in baltimore and it it was it was more of like a, a thing for like other people to come like dig through the stash mm-hmm. but also for like them to like switch the record 
or sure. you know and flip every record because i was like well this is exhausting i can't <laughs> i can't cook dinner and i can't you know like go have a cigarette or i can't go do this like there was you know i'm a busybody. i'm trying to entertain you know which, which reminds me you i noticed you have a bunch of fish uh vinyl like how does that work are there are, is there like three records or one song well <laughs> i mean the, the studios the studio records are you know it's uh, they're considerate of of the the song length but i do have some live recordings on record on vinyl that you actually have to flip the record <laughs> in the middle of a jam that's crazy um but i also have grateful dead live records like live yeah. lps that are like that too yeah. what about the uh like mountain jam is that on vinyl because that's like 30 minutes isn't that it's gotta be right yeah and that's just that's one whole side oh, okay that's one whole side but I have like the Grateful Dead, like Albany, seventy something, whatever. Like that just came out a couple, like two years ago. You have to, you have to flip a record for a song. There, <laughs> damn. But they're, but a, a live, a live one. No, it's just a hard cut. Just, wow, that's crazy. Yeah, it just ends. But a, a live one, fish a live one on on vinyl. You have to uh, flip a record for tweezer to get the end of the tweezer how much damn is that expensive that's a was it like four lp that 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 album a live one yeah is it like four four records uh yeah it's uh, three i want to get what's for sure i've heard people talk about tweezer being like a special song or something what makes do they not play a lot or am i just misunderstanding this podcast just became five hours long because here we go jordan i know okay (laughs) all right uh there's I think actually it, actually never mind never it's mind. The, it, it's just a it's a rock <laughs> it's a rockin' song it's one simple riff and like a couple simple verses um but it goes into a jam and the jam can be as long as they want it to be so depending on the night it can be a 5 minute jam it can be super simple and super rock forward or it can be like really long and spacey and psychedelic and then when it comes back to that riff is when people like shit their fucking pentalunes and like <laughs> lose their mind. So it's like a tune that they're known to experiment on and do crazy shit. And... Yeah, and that song can come in like five or six times in one show too. Like they can be in a different song and be in a jam and tease the riff, and people are like, "Holy shit!" Bleh. Do they <laughs> do they not play the song that much in general? Or no, they've been playing it a lot recently, but. Um... Gotcha. But you know, but then they went every time it's played, it's it's just like an upbeat rocking song. Rob, we should get Jordan and Anton from uh, Suburban Sensi in the same room together. That could be fun. We'll just call it the Fish Show podcast. Yeah, like let's do seven that. hours long, dude. I'm all about that. <laughs> they actually hate each other and they actually fight on the podcast. I feel like that'll get some views. Which it's <laughs> when you put fucking fish fans in the same room, it's like people are like. A fish fan might really like something like Tweezer, but I'm like, oh, you know, like whatever. They play it all the time. I really like a song like Ocelot that's like just a pop song, and they're like, this song sucks. I'm like, well, you suck. Like, fuck you. <laughs> and that's what I'm expecting. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. Awesome. That's, that's Let's fucking do it. It could be really, right it could be, exactly. It could be really entertaining. <laughs> and actually, keep put a, stick a pin in that. That's a good idea. We'll do that. All right. All right. Let all right, Luke. Give down. us your. Uh... Wait. I, I just went. Oh no. Okay. So, so I'm up. My bad. Number seven. We're back to we're on number seven. We are hey Rob Tate, West Philadelphia, born and <laughs> raised. Whoa. No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, South 
jersey. Uh, number seven. <laughs> um, was, mine is Prince's 1999. Ooh. The reason why it has so many hits on it, but the reason why it's low is because I have some personal favorites in the top uh, six. So, but like, it ha- this album has so many great songs. 1999, obviously. Little Red Corvette. Yep. Delirious. Let's Pretend We're Married. Uh, Freaking Lady Cab Driver. These are amazing tunes, man. And it came out in 1982. It's a fucking great record. It's, it's a rocking record. It's a good one just to put on and party. Fuck yeah. Yeah, that's the fucking, that's some dance floor shit right there. Oh, for sure. Everyone covers Little Red Corvette. That's a great fucking standard, rock standard. It's awesome. Yep, I agree. And that's all I got to say about that. Yeah. Jordan, what do you got? My number seven is De La Soul. Nice. Um, three Feet High and Rising. This is like the fucking the start of some of the best hip hop if not the best hip-hop ever to come out of what is considered hip-hop. Not rap. Not anything you would hear on the you know the radio now. Um, this was like the funnel for people like Jurassic 5, mm. Cut Chemist, uh, DJ Shadow. Uh, like Just like the real conscious rap. You know, p- uh, and, you know something new like common or the roots you know definitely pull stems from what the de la soul like full live band stuff um yeah it's it's all feel good it's all feel good shit hell yeah that's cool i gotta dive in that world i really know nothing about 80s hip-hop i know nothing Dude, I mean, De La Soul, like, yep. do you remember Q-Tip from, like, yeah. the 90s? That He was in De La Soul. Oh. He was okay. he was one of the three. I didn't know that. So, like, yeah, cool. Q-Tip was, was, like, one of the guys. So, like, they all, and much like Jurassic 5, like, in De La Soul, they all, the, all the three of them all had, like, different, like, vocal tones. Like, so they had, like, a low guy, a mid guy, and a high guy. And they would kind of like you know they would all rap a verse and like in the chorus they would sort of all like kind of rap slash sing together but like collectively they sounded like this harmonious thing with you know which you you push forward into the late 90s when you get when you get to jurassic five like they were like rap singing in harmony with five five part harmonies was was charlie like, tuna in that, in that band Charlie Tuna's from Jurassic Five. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and he, and he was the baritone. Okay. Um, I like that. I, I, I like that shit. That shit's cool. I f- you said Q-Tip was in that group. Yeah. Did you, did you mean Q-Tip was in a tribe called Quest? Oh yes, yeah, shit. Uh, he, that's about, that's about to pop that, up too. Yeah. <laughs> just I was just curious. I was like, oh wow, that's crazy. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, so Q-Tip was in a tribe called Quest. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Cool. Mark, what do you got? Uh, what do we at? Number seven. Yeah. My number seven is uh, Deep Purple, Perfect Strangers. Nice. And Deep Purple. Yeah, Deep Purple. Perfect Strangers. <laughs> so I don't. I don't know this one. So this this was like, this was like kind of. So Deep Purple. So I don't know if you guys know this, but like the members of Deep Purple also formed White Snake. Remember the, remember the '80s hair band White Snake? Did they really? Yeah, not all of them. It was like David Coverdale, John Lord, I think the bass player. 
Um, so they did the White Snake thing, and then they kind of came back, and it was the it was the original lineup that did like Smoke on the Water, the Machine Head album, and they did it was like there was like an orchestra, so there was like orchestral shit, but it was like it was like heavy metal, like classic rock heavy metal with like an orchestra, and like odd meter changes. It was kind of progressive, but not like Rush where it's like where it was like crazy. It was like fucking. Four on the floor rock, but like you'd have like these like riff based meter changes and like like shreddy guitar solos. It wasn't. I don't know if I don't think Richie Blackmore was a guitar player at this point. I think it was somebody else. I can't remember now. But uh, knocking them at your back door, Perfect Strangers. Like just it's it's like a great metal rock album that features the Hammond B three. So and and jo- a lot of the orchestral parts, John Lord, the organ player, arranged too, which was really cool. So oh, that's pretty dope. Yeah, right. That is cool. Hambone really should have a uh, string section. Well, so you know, <laughs> you know, Deep Purple. John Lord wrote a concerto, and Deep Purple did it with the London Philharmonic, actually. Yeah. And I would love to fucking do that shit, but I don't know how to write a concerto. So. And let's see if the Philly Orchestra is available. <laughs> oh, it's, oh, it's gigging. They're they're very available right now. <laughs> they're no, like, we want our normal rate. We're like, no, here's no. Wouldn't that be cool no. though if we did like if we did like a symphony? We wrote like a fucking symphony, like an organ band trio funk, a funk symphony. Copyright. Yes, ending. I'm into it. Anyway, copyright let, ending. <laughs> let me. I want to turn back to the De La Soul thing real quick. Just some fun little things. They. Um, Are we gonna rap together? You guys want to start a thing? I, I, definitely, I'm way too white for that shit. <laughs> but uh, I feel like I'll explode. <laughs> they um the that record uh was their first record that came out they're from new york they were considered jazz rap it was always full band it was always those three members and you know fast forward a bunch of time like beyond insp- you know inspiring other people they were the collaborative unit for the gorillas feel good single which was like the big hit off of Demon Days. Yeah. So like all of those the the De La Soul homies were all on were the rappers for Feel Good. And they also wrote a ton of stuff for Damon Auburn, who's the guy from Gorillas and Blur. And they wrote a lot of stuff for David Byrne in the nineties. Hey, real real quick too, circling back, I just I just saw this and this reminded me of you, Rob. Circling back to Deep Purple for a second. Um, the U.S. tour for Perfect Strangers outgrossed every artist that year, which would be 1985, except Bruce Springsteen. Damn, Skippy. <laughs> we'll talk about why Just later. Just about Rob on that one. <laughs> we'll talk about why later. Oh, yeah. Boss so, kicking anyway, some ass. Luke, what do you got? So, I, I still feel like a schmuck. It looks like this is the last one I have, so I only have four. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> But this one, this one, I, the other ones definitely, I love them. But this one actually definitely makes a cut, and it's uh, Steve Ray Vaughan, Texas Blood. Hell yeah! Oh shit! Why is that not on my list or my honorable mentions at least? That's nice. A, that's a classic for sure. Yeah, when I first started playing guitar, the guy I would uh, go and watch play a lot. Kind of drew a lot from him, and he was definitely like a one of the monsters of, and still is of just guitar and. Tons of great tunes and uh, Scuttle, there's Texas Scuttle Blood, button, and... dude. Scuttle button. Fuck yeah. is, is that on this tune? 
No. It's just a song that I still don't know how <laughs> to play. You just wanted to say that. Dude, like, that's a good song. Well, be. actually, have you heard, you know, Rude Mood? That's on this record. Yeah, no, Texas one I know, but I'm just saying Scuttlebutt. Shamrock? Well, hey, you know what's funny? Also his first record. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Lenny is on here and Testify, Mary Had a Little Lamb, a couple Thanks. Buddy Guy songs and Howlin' Wolf stuff and, I mean, like, Pride and Joy, obviously. And, so that was definitely... Big one for me. Dude, Dirty Pool? I did that I mean, shit his, with uh, Nate when we were in high school. His, I'm crying. His big number one hit was off his first record. Yeah. What was his number one hit? Pride and Joy. Pride and Joy. Oh, okay. It's crazy. Sweet. That and... Uh, Debut album. Mary, Mary Had a Little Lamb. Oh, no. He Mary didn't write that. That's a buddy guy song. All right. Someone playing guitar right now? Yeah. Yeah, I was just playing some that scuttlebutton, dude. That, well, <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't know that one. I don't know the scuttlebutton, but I know Lenny. Nice. I remember, I remember that doesn't, shit. Uh, doesn't Soul Live? Yeah. Let's both play, Jordan, let's you, play together. Dude, yeah. I'm going to go get my telly in a minute. We're going to jam, bro. Oh, let me get my telly then. I'm not getting up. <laughs> the ghost might get me. Yeah, damn Skippy. Wait. Yeah. Is that an acoustic Luke? <laughs> it's actually a 1935 Epiphone. Uh, oh, Jesus, Jesus, fucking okay. Yeah, my, my friend's dad gave it to me like five years ago. Damn, dude. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. I got okay. some flat rounds on it. I was just, I just pulled out my Eastman, but uh, cool, I can, get, I can go get my 86 Martin. That's about the coolest. Dude, whose dick is bigger, dude. dude? Jesus Christ, dude. I don't know. Luke's dick is big right now. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, that's cool. Jim. I like I like that fat little the mini humbucker in the middle. That's cool. Yeah, it's like a it's connected at the bridge here. It's like a really really poor design. It puts it out of tune, but it's got a cool funky little. You podcast subscribers can't see Luke right now, but he's pointing at his the bridge of his guitar. And, and... Dude, still that's super cool. Yeah, I'm coming over. Fuck, did this social? Oh yeah, dude. Well, you're gonna have to bring some Coors Light for Luke. So yeah, yeah we're gonna Actually, hang yeah, out. Yeah, I want a beer now, but I don't have any. Oh, dude, <laughs> go puff, bro. Dude, go puff. Jordan, just order it for him and don't tell him. I know. Okay, what's your address? <laughs> <I know. laughs> All right, here's my next pick. No surprise, it's Springsteen. <laughs> it's the album Nebraska from 1982. Huh. So, real quick history. These are all supposed to be demos for the Born in the USA album. But when this is right when like four tracks became a thing, or eight tracks, I can't remember. But somebody gave Springsteen uh, a four track or an eight track, and he learned how to record in his closet for like a year or two. And he loved it. And then he had everything re-miked through an old stereo, and he brought it to the studio, and they couldn't recreate the sound. So basically, this album, Nebraska, was basically just a demo tape for the Born in the USA sessions. And they put it out on the record at, at the same time as Born in the USA. That's awesome. Like, just like, just wow. same year. Or yeah. no, uh, so two years before. Excuse all me. music has the release date as 1978. I have it as 82. 
Oh shit! Well, fuck all music, dude. Oh wait, <laughs> never mind. I was looking at his record before that. Sorry. Are you good? Oh, good that's very it. cool. Trying to uh, fat check me. Yeah, did did never fuck with the boss with don't, Bob, dude. Don't fuck with I, the boss. I thought I had you. I thought I had you. Where are the other five picks, Luke? Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> it's actually six picks. So I only had four. All right. Well, that's my pick. All right, Jordan. Good. Number oh, six. That was, that was good times. Um, <laughs> good times. Bro. Mine is Beastie Boys "License to Ill." Ooh, that's a good one. I'm telling you, this is like when when hip hop was becoming a thing. I also grew up in Baltimore City. I had an older sister Baltimore. who was eight eight years older than me. So, like I, you know, I was. I mean, what what year did this come out? Uh, eighty. This was uh, this this came out the year I was born, so also the, a debut record. By the time, yeah, also a debut record. By the time I was eight, you know, my sister was sixteen, and the Beastie Boys were a, a big deal, and like the song "Girls." Girls. Um, <laughs> Fight for your right, brass monkey. Like these are what became "No Sleep Till Brooklyn." Like fucking huge songs, huge songs. When did they do "Root Down"? That was later, right? That's not yeah, right. Unrelated. Don't worry about it. I'm just curious. We'll we'll come back to that. that Um, but I so they did. I mean, like they had samples all over this. They sampled. Led Zeppelin, they sample Run DMC, they sample Who? Cool in the Gang. Uh, Who were some Cur- of the first Curtis people Blow, that... Sugar Hill, ACDC, more more Led Zeppelin, Joan Jett, Billy Preston. Like they're the samples on their on this record are in, insane. Sometimes I breathe a little heavy. Might be the ghost. Ghost is communicating with just me. Yes, it's like I'm coming to get you, little baby boy. <laughs> no. Root, Root Down was on. That no. <laughs> was Root Down, Luke. On their record in '94 no. called "Ill Communication." '94, oh, okay, wow, that's cool. <laughs> hey, Jordan. Ill Communication. I remember that shit. Hey, Jordan. Yeah. I got propane. Hey, dude, I got more propane too. You come over and bring some of your ribs. I'm, I'm, I'm fucking. Oh, I'm, I'm right. I'm gonna take the ribs out of the freezer, ride the subway to your house. <laughs> That's, That's right, Skip. Fucking lick a doorknob. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes! All right, am I up here? My number six. Sure. I don't know, am I? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, you're good. Nah. <laughs> nah, we'll skip you. We'll go right back to Luke. My, n- my number six, Billy Joel, concert or co-opt, or whatever the Russian word is. Yeah, that's a great record. That's a great, yeah, 87. That is a good record. Um, Tempos I, are crazy. Dude, it's no, we're all on coke, balls. man. It's great. Dude, drugs. <laughs> is but, the documentary um, any good? I have not actually seen the documentary, but I've heard it's awesome. It's on my list. I will watch it. I'm looking for the, where's the... Um, so, dude, so, uh, Matter of Trust, Only the Good Die Young, Honesty, uh, the version, the, the opening number, Prelude, Angry Young Man, is freaking sick, dude. That's actually, I actually learned that song because of that out, al- this album. Um, one of my, it's actually one of my favorite Joel albums, 
for sure. What's the title again? It's a Russian. It's concert in Russian. It's coept. Well, coept is the is the is the Russian lettering. It's actually actually means concert. So it's K O N T S E R T, which is concert. That's how it's pronounced. Scenes from a Yiddish restaurant. But uh, it's fucking it's fucking so good, man. That's Liberty DeVito, right? Yeah. Yes. He's one of the main reasons I play drums. Yeah, it's such a great record, it, man. What's they up? have a record called. He has a record called "The Bridge." Did you know that? He does. Yeah. <laughs> the bridge. <laughs> it almost made. It almost made my list. The bridge did really. Awesome. No, well, not your bridge, but no, you know, I, yeah, Billy obviously. Joel's bridge. Well, the bridge didn't have any records. Yeah, the, in the, the 80s. purple album did. <laughs> I do have some unopened bridge rec uh, CDs. What do you have? What albums do you have, bro? All of them. Dude, Kenny gave me three I, boxes of Cross Street Market. I don't know what the fuck to do with them, dude. <laughs> That's so funny. You could, I mean, right now, you could like go down to Baltimore and hustle that shit <laughs> <in> on <Baltimore laughs> North Avenue. <laughs> he gave me we, the last time we did we did uh, Thanksgiving two Thanksgivings ago. He shows up with like a box full of merch. He's like, "Hey, take what you guys want. We're trying to get rid of it." So I took like a hoodie, fucking three hats. Fair man, you sell I, them or whatever. I remember like. The, when when you guys did like the last waltz, like your three set, like last, oh, yeah. hey, we're we're breaking up. <laughs> just kidding, but we're breaking up. Just kidding, but seriously, we're breaking up. Uh, show, there was boxes of merch in Ram's Head, and it was all free. <laughs> you could just walk up and take what you wanted. That's awesome. My my dad has so many bridge T-shirts. <laughs> like, <laughs> like for real. For real, I have, I have like six. I don't know why I have six. I don't need that many bridge. I don't I even wear I'd... them. No, you were in the band. That'd be weird. <laughs> Bro, don't lie. That's part of your. That's, that's a part of your pajama game. That's yeah. I do. Like, I wear them to bed like, sometimes. Hugging the shirt just like this, like it's okay. It's one. <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, all right. It'll it it'll all work out again one day. <laughs> And then you start beatboxing to yourself, and you oh can't my beatbox. Just... Oh, <laughs> Kenny, yeah. please play the song about a whale. Um, <laughs> this is a song about a whale. <laughs> speaking of speaking of which, anybody else notice how at the beginning of Catskills kind of sounds a little bit like Big Wheel? Like what? Like Big Wheel? Like the boom, boom. Like oh. the beginning of Catskill Children Got Soul. I never noticed it, but now now I'm going to think about it every time we play that song. Now. You're... Yeah, like that. Dude, is Kenny Liner here with us? The ghost of Kenny Liner's in your basement, bro. Dude, if you turn around right behind you, there's nothing there. It's just Rob's spirit. <laughs> what? It's it's my beard, actually. It's just it's <laughs> the remnants of Rob's beard. <laughs> All right. All my right. face is a little cold. <laughs> Luke, number number six, or or are you done? I've already topped out. It's <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right, well, then, uh, so we've all done uh, 10 through 6. Should we do the Hall of Fame? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, okay. <All> Looks right. <laughs> just like, fuck the 80s, dude. <laughs> <laughs> can't take it all right so here's how the hall of fame works <clears throat> so we've done the 60s and we've done the 70s so if any album had two or 
two or more of us had it in our top ten, it makes the Hambone Relay top ten Hall of Fame list. So Luke looks real excited about it. <laughs> I am. It's it's cool. So so I, I went through our list from the sixties and seventies, and here we have in the Hall of Fame, starting with the sixties, a Love Supreme, John Coltrane, that made the that made the Hall of Fame. Jimmy Smith and nice. Russ Montgomery, dynamic duo, Hall of Fame. Wheels of Fire by Cream, Hall of Fame. And nice. Pet Sounds by uh, the Beach Boys, Hall of Fame. That, those are the only 60s Hall of Fames. Oh, that's just the 60s. Okay. That's just okay. the 60s. Okay. 70s, there's a few more. So the 70s, we got Headhunters, Herbie Hancock. Uh, Dark Side of the Moon, Pink Floyd. Root Down, Jimmy Smith. Still Alive and Well, uh, Johnny Winter. Paranoid, Black Sabbath. Allman Brothers Live at the Fillmore, uh, Songs in the Key of Life, Stevie Wonder, and Born to Run, Bruce Springsteen. That's our Hall of Fame. The one surprising thing to me, no Zeppelin in the Hall of Fame. Really? No Zeppelin. That's insane. No, we all we all had different records that we thought. That's right. Were, yeah. Well, yeah. Like you know, yeah. I know I went with four. I think you guys went with two. One, I don't remember two. what I had. Two and one for me. And house, I did Houses of the Holy also, but not, I don't think anybody had that one. So. Oh, I didn't yeah, put that on mine. That's a creepy record cover. Did, it, did No one else had Zeppelin 2? I'm surprised no one else had Zeppelin 2. That was like their... No, I went, with, I went with four. Yeah. Oh, Zeppelin wasn't even on my uh, my top ten. How about you, Luke? Do you have any Zeppelin in your top ten? Do you remember? I don't think I chose any Zeppelin, now. That's crazy. Yeah, that, that was the one surprising thing to me. So anyway, that's our Hall of Fame for the 60s and 70s. Just wanted to throw that out there. Should we keep going? How's everybody doing? Yeah, bro. Pee breaks or beer breaks or? Do you need a pee, bro? Uh, soon, but I can. We can oh, jeez. What are you like a six, six, eight? I'm about a five and a half right now. Five oh, and three Jesus. quarters. Five and three quarters. All right, we have we got at least fifteen minutes. All right. <laughs> Here's my number five. Here's my number five. Here we go. <laughs> it's Prince's Purple Rain. Yeah, there it is. Hell yeah. Yeah, I'm sure that one's definitely gonna be on the. Uh, on the uh, the Hall of Fame for sure. I know it's gonna be on some of your. Uh... What's the deal? It's gotta be on two or more of our lists. Two or more. Yep. Yeah. There's too many good songs on this record. Let's go crazy. I mean, I I could name them all, but like they're all hit Dude. songs. Except for Baby I'm a Star. That song I'm not a huge on. But like, let's go crazy. Take me with you. The beautiful ones. Computer Blue. Darling Nikki, which is a banging song live. In fact, when they did Darling Nikki live. The guitar solo that Prince took was insane. He like did backwards shit. It was it did, like five encores. Prince is like he saw, he was such a sick musician, dude. Like everything. He, I mean, he played on his first couple of records. He played all the instruments, right? Yeah, like, he was all fucking it, incredible. Yeah. yeah. He sure. um he's the best concert I ever saw. I'm, I'm still mad that I missed. I had someone offered me a ticket to see him in Jersey at whatever that arena is in like Newark or whatever, and I didn't go because I had a gig. Was it the Izod Center? Yeah, the Izod Center. Yeah, that's where I saw him. Oh, really? So I was supposed to go to that show then. That's it wasn't that long ago. It was what five, six years ago? Yeah, it was right when he was started. Yeah, he said loser. Right when he was touring <laughs> uh, through with um, uh, Maceo. Yeah, but, dude, it was half empty. Really? The place was half empty. Oh yeah. Wow. And he did five encores, just oh, like. God. Dude, someone offered me a ticket, and I had a, I had a, I was the, in a house band for like an open mic gig, and it was like a hundred bucks, and I was like, I gotta, I can't, I need the hundred bucks, so I fucking turned down the free ticket to see Prince, dude. 
you would have spent more than a hundred bucks on booze there anyway. Yeah, but oh, I, dude, but we, it would have had a memory. Yeah. It would have been awesome, right, Rob? That's true, dude. Yeah. I'll tell you what. That was, I'm telling. You, best show I ever saw, hands down. That makes me mad. I mean, that's and everything awesome. was like sequenced. It was really cool. Anyway, what do you got, Jordan? What's your number five? Uh, my number five is ACDC Back in Black from 1980. Oh, I forgot. Princess Purple Rain was from 1984, bitches. Same oh, that as, is uh, 84. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so so Luke talked about Back in Black. Hell's Bells. Back in Black, obviously. Shook me all night long. Have a drink on me. It's This is like, this is what, like the shit that I was learning before I could like use my fingers as a guitar player. <laughs> is uh, is Giving yeah. the Dog a Bone in that album? I can't remember. Giving the Dog a Bone. Uh, no. No, damn it. Like that song. Yeah, no, yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, track four. Oh, sick. Give the dog back. Oh, yep, yep. I love that song, dude. What do you What do you do for money, honey? I mean, there's like, and like they also like for being such a riffy rock and roll band, they have like five minute songs. It's awesome. Which, so when you good. think about it, it, that's long. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty long. Uh, here's a question for anyone who's an ACDC fan: uh, Bon Scott or Brian Johnston? Uh, this is this is not a fun topic. Oh no! Why? <laughs> we did this. Did we, we talk about this already? When we were in in Burlington the other. I don't day. even remember. Like, we were like on the way to this show. And I was, was like, like, dude, dude bon Scott. black and black, and you're like, fuck that. <laughs> and, uh, but we. <laughs> I love uh, anyway. I love I love Brian Johnson. I'm just saying, Bon Scott was pretty awesome. No, Bon Scott, I think is 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 the sound for sure. But anyway, Angus Young though he like like makes me uncomfortable when I see him play. <laughs> yeah, as long as you're not looking vibe. at him, but like in a good way. Like you feel a little a little chode happening. You like I get like play? like just a little half like, like half hard. Where does the schoolboy thing come from? Like, what does it have to do with? Is that what makes me get half hard and is that weird? No, I'm not ta- I'm not talking about it in relation to your sexuality. Uh, yes. But uh, but seriously. But yes, but seriously. But seriously. <laughs> you like see <laughs> Balding men in girls' school outfits. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I remember I used to have not. a DVD of them playing and when they play what's the tune, Whole Lot of Rosie, they would bring out a huge inflatable doll of like a half naked woman like when they would play i think i have the same dvd yeah it's like it's huge it's like the size of a blimp well maybe not that big but but i remember yeah, but it's being like built like, in the back of the stage right it's like behind them but it, it it floats like it's literally floating right or maybe it's not the concert i got never mind i take it back but i remember being like i don't know 13 and being like what the fuck like how is this allowed like <laughs> it's amazing <laughs> oh to be 13 again <laughs> it's true like you think about when you were 13 you would do so many different so many things differently looking back on everything i know i would definitely yeah yeah let I me would, see would, yeah that's why you're no, 13 no, no comment <laughs> all right mark you're up yeah right. let's, i definitely want mark to jump in right now <laughs> <laughs> number number five uh purple rain Prince. Yeah, there, there it is, baby. Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame, baby. So is uh Back in Black's Hall of Fame too. Yeah, uh, I don't. Everything's been said about this record. It, so many, so many great, great tunes. And I, again, I grew up with this man. It's sick. 
This album, and it was between, so 1999 and uh, and Purple Rain. It was a t- it was a toss up for me, but I chose Purple Rain just because it has more recognizable uh, hits on it than uh, than. Although there's there are a lot of hits on 99 actually, but I don't know. For for me, Purple Rain was the better album, for sure. Maybe it's more of an of a nostalgia thing for me, but that's my that's my number five. That's cool. All so. right, so I like that record. Number four. Luke, Luke, do you just want to talk about something like a record that you like? Or... <laughs> From any do? decade? <laughs> yeah. Well, I am excited to go check out Prince. You guys hold him in very high regard, and I've never, I, I don't know, I guess I've never had like an outlet, or, you know, like, like I've never naturally got gotten there with him, and I'm pretty unfamiliar with his music, so. Well, He's a he bang wrote, guitar He wrote player. more songs for other people that you probably do know or may like but he like was writing songs for a lot of other people too. Yeah. Cool. That's very cool. It'd be, that'd be interesting to check that out too. See what I didn't know was him. Oh, and go watch the Prince Super Bowl. It's awesome. Oh, so good, dude. When Super Bowl really do that. Yeah. So good. That when was Purple the best Rain one. happens, when Purple Rain happens, it's actually raining and they throw a light, a purple light onto it. It's raining while he does the guitar solo. It's <laughs> epic. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty fucking cool, dude. It's that's so like good. why ba- that's where babies are made. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of speaking of this quarantine, uh, they're gonna kids that are born nine months from now are gonna be called corn babies. Oh, really? Jesus Is that Christ. a thing? I think it's just like a joke, but amongst the public. But yeah. No, there's gonna be a fucking boom for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Here's a list of songs that Prince wrote for people that you didn't know. Uh, Nothing compares to you by Cynthia O'Connor. Love song by Madonna. Stand Back by Stevie Nicks. Oh, wow. I Feel For You by Shaka Khan, The Glamorous Life by Sheila E. Lots of tunes, man. Yeah. He was great, dude. Are they starting to release? Like, he had, like, thousands of songs that were unreleased. Are they starting to release them now that he, now that he, his, he passed away? or what's the Yeah, they're releasing, they're releasing demos of, like, big hits that he's had. That's uh, cool. And, that like, just him playing the songs on piano and stuff. That's awesome. Um, I'm sure his estate's not very happy about it, but whatever. What his estate like has, um, like, have you seen? Hey, can you got? Are we still recording? Yeah, we haven't stopped recording. Why? Okay, I wait, can't wait. see any of you guys. Oh really? Can, oh wait, there I you can are. Hear you. Okay, I hear you fine. Okay, cool. That's the most important. I just like to see you. I'm just making sure. Um, they they released this uh these like pictures of his house that he built and like <laughs> where he's from like Minnesota and <laughs> oh yeah. yeah oh shit sorry oh, yeah. dude, I'm ruining your story do, do you, you guys are that? you guys are missing this I'll do that <laughs> yeah put your yeah get in there I don't know dude. what's happening everyone's using their there. fingers I don't like it that's it's a weird. straight up butthole right here. Sorry. Straight, straight Jordan's butt. just showing us a straight up balloon knot in your face, dude. Yeah. Don't right. don't be don't don't judge me. You're kind um, of no, no, but for real, they they released a um like some photos and a story about Prince's house in Minnesota, like where he grew up. He built like this crazy compound and he doesn't have any straight um hallways everything is is curved and um there's beds in every single room in every single hallway because evan like at his home studio was like this big crazy glamorous thing 
because he was such a like a diva to work with that they would work all through the night and since there were no windows you never really knew what time it was and he would be like "Uh, i need to go take a nap and he would just like walk down the hallway and pick a bed and just like pass out for a little bit aka his whole house was like a fuck palace (laughs) nice was was he homosexual or was bisexual or he was bisexual, I think. I mean, I don't think he ever like shared it with the public. He was, he was just sexual. Yeah. Isn't it pansexual? Just, it doesn't he matter. Just... Doesn't matter. Yeah, dude. I don't know. In twenty twenty, I don't fucking know anymore. He, he just, just liked. He just to had fuck. a good time. He did. A, he did a lot of drugs and just fucked he just, whatever. He, he just <laughs> liked to fuck. Yeah. 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 Late, late, labels are lame. Yeah. All right. Speaking of lame labels. Sorry. Run number. I four. got off topic. Oh hey, before we do number four, Luke, if you want to check out some awesome prints, there's a that that uh, live there's a, this live concert video of him at the turn of the century, like Y two K, like 19, mm-hmm. New Year's Eve, nineteen ninety nine. It's fucking awesome. Larry Graham plays bass with him. From Isn't Live it called Ra- Raven to the Joy Fantastic or something? I don't know. It's like a white cover. Maybe I, th- I think right. I think so. But yeah, it, it's there's a couple that are really good, and also Morris Day. And Jerome from Morris Day in the Time show up and do the Bird and Jungle Love with Prince's band in that concert. It's pretty is fucking it, cool. Is it Lenny, Lenny Kravitz in there too? Yeah, Lenny Kravitz, Kravitz plays with him. Um, he's got the, Cynthia and Jarrett from Sign the Family Stone play with him. It, it's so it's so good. So check that out, Luke, if you get a chance. Shell Crow is on it. That yeah, that concert's sick, dude. dude. Anyway, Very cool, dude, dude. dude. Dude, dude. Is it Nikki something's on that dude? Uh, forget forget her name. It doesn't matter. Anyway, here's my number four. Sheila E. Of course. You two Joshua Tree, bro. Oh shit. So you two Joshua Tree is officially in the the Hall of Fame, bro. There it is, Hall of Fame. Yeah. I'm glad I wasn't the only one that like put that on there. Well, you know what's funny is I'm not a huge U2 fan. In fact, I hate all their other records, but those first four or five songs are fantastic. I agree. Here, like, and they they're sequenced perfectly. That like the keys and the tempos and that one song I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Like that thing where you can't find beat one oh, is hilarious. Sure. Um, but yeah, I. What's that, that, Rob? Um. The Joshua Tree by U2. No, no, um, you said you can't find beat one. What, what do you mean? Well, what happens is is there, um, The Edge, the guitar player, plays this 16th thing with his delay. It's like, no, 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 no. And then the tambourine is playing an accent. Shut up. Brother, so the tambourine is hitting on a beat, but you think it's on the offbeat by the way it's being played. It's actually on the beat, and it throws you off because you don't know where one is until the drums come in. Uh, Go okay, check it cool. out. You'll, know what, you'll see what I mean when you listen to it. That's but anyway, cool. it's a great – those first five songs, uh, where, where the Sweets Have No Name, I still have that one I'm looking for, With or Without You, great song, and Bold the Blue Sky. Woo! So good. They're all good songs. You. Like, if, if any of us played those songs, <laughs> like solo, acoustic, they'd be so much better. Yeah, <laughs> because Bono wouldn't be singing them. <laughs> but but they wrote like these beautiful songs. I just like fucking hate the way he sings. It doesn't mean the songs aren't good. Where are they from? Dublin. 
Yep. That's right, yeah. All right, Ooh. Jordan, what do you got? Number four. Um, mine's um, Prince, Purple Rain. Damn. What's above number Hall four. of Fame? Silence. What's, a, what's trying... above Hall of Did Fame? Did you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, we heard you. What's this up? is, okay. Yeah, this is like serious Hall of Fame. Prince, Purple Rain, 1984. I'm not going to talk about it anymore because we've said all talk the good things. Yeah. yeah. Classic. Have there been any records that we all four have had? I don't think so, but if, if there is I don't is know. One, there's a spread. Good. There's a spreadsheet on 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 Google Sheets that you could find that out with. That's what I used to do the Hall of Fame tonight, and I didn't see any. There were a couple that were. Th- oh, a Love Supreme was. Th- I think the three of you guys all had a Love Supreme. I think. I think. Yeah, and you hated that album and so I much. I hated it. I don't hate it. It's just not. I wouldn't <laughs> put it on for pleasure. <laughs> if I wanted to enjoy myself, I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm gonna get high and we'll listen to that later. Nice. Yeah, there That's you go. All right. Cool. Where, where are we? Me. Yeah. Number four. Mark. Stevie Ray Vaughan, Texas Flood. There Bonk. it is. Yeah. Yeah, That's, boy. That's yeah, boy. Three of us, right? Four of us. Three of us. Four of us. No, I didn't have it. No, you didn't have it. So three of us so far. You had it, right? Wait, did I Jordan? Think it's just the two of you. I didn't. Yeah, what? Jordan. Jordan what? didn't have it. I thought somebody else had it. Okay, never mind. Uh, great record. I, I didn't know. have it. No, nothing's been said about it. Great record. All right, so that means Luke. What do you want to talk about now? <laughs> uh, how are check you holding out the up? U- I have to piss. Check out the you guys want to talk? Talk amongst yourselves. Be right back. <laughs> Luke, how are you holding up in quarantine, buddy? I'm doing all right. I'm getting my antsy. My roommates are around, so we've been playing darts, and we found this film projector. That we took apart yesterday. It was pretty cool. You found an old porno that you played through it? You all whipped it out? Ah. <laughs> yes. Ayo. Back three. to Rob. Number three. Number three. Paul Simon's Graceland. Ooh. That's bad placement, but a good choice. Uh, disagree. <laughs> uh, 1986. The album that Paul Simon made with Los Lobos, allegedly. And then stole <laughs> Don't ask Steve Berlin about that, dude. <laughs> I know. Mark, do you want to tell the story for our podcast podcast listeners? Uh, so suppo- this is also on Wikipedia though, too. Is it? On oh, it Wikipedia? is on Steve Berlin's page. <laughs> 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 so, apparently, according to Steve Berlin, he said that uh, they Paul and I'm. Par- I don't, it's been a long time since he told us this, but like, I guess. Th- is he, are you good friends with him? Yeah, he he, he you no. Know, <laughs> he pro- no, produced <laughs> the bridge out the blah album. <laughs> no, I know, I know, I know. So, so we went out to dinner one night. It was like this. It was, <laughs> long, story, a lot of, long story short, a lot of dry claims, docking. <laughs> he claims that La, Los Lobos wrote a lot of the Graceland tunes, and Paul Simon stole them. Essentially, he he they were his band, and in rehearsal, they wrote a lot of the tunes, and then Paul Simon took the credit for it. That's what he claims. Yeah, in, in, is is are they the band on the record too? I believe so. Aren't they? No or, way. Or, 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 or Rob, do you know that for sure? Are are they I, not the band? I don't. Have I that. do not. I do not think. I think the, the horn section is on the record, but okay. no one else. But so what? What I remember from what Steve said is that they booked like a rehearsal space in L.A. with Paul Simon. He booked the space, and he he wanted them to work with him. And so they just jammed, and a lot of the tune ideas came from them, 
and then he just yeah. took, took those ideas and recorded them and just stole them, essentially. But wow. there has been lawsuits over the last like few decades over that, and recently, if I think if you buy like if you went to the record store after coronavirus <laughs> and Dude. and you bought Dude. and you bought Graceland, if you bought like the most recent pressing, whether it's a vinyl or a CD, there is uh, credits for Steve Berlin. So, I don't think the rest of the band, but Steve Berlin arranged all those horn lines. Okay. So did did he? Was there some kind of? I wonder if there was some kind of monetary settlement, you know, recently for him. You the, know what I mean? So even if you if you look at, um, <clears throat> yeah, if you look at Wikipedia, it it's the 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 Mexican American group Los Lobos appears on the last track all around the world. So they were recorded on that. Um, wow. But it, but it does, it says according to Los Lobos saxophone player Steve Berlin, <laughs> Simon Simon stole the song from them and gave gave them no songwriting credits. Dude, and <laughs> and uh, oh, so I mean, he quite literally and in no way do I exaggerate when I say he stole the whole song from us. That's what. That's yes. Dude. There's there's quotes and there's a si- Simon answered. You know, I I don't care whether the album comes out without Los Lobos on it. Oh wow! Yep. We we were at we were at dinner with with Steve like right before we started recording the album, and one of one of the tunes from that album came on the radio, and he like just went off on them, like <laughs> a good fifteen minute rant about Paul Simon. Anyway. Yeah, isn't that record though? There's a lot of like world music influence, and there's a lot of it's yeah, yeah it's all South African it's all, in- instrumentation. South African, yeah. Yeah, the yeah, article. There's a lot of South African. In the article I was reading, it says that um, a, a lot of the musicians that were on that uh, session didn't get paid anything, and they all agree that Paul Simon's a fucking idiot. <laughs> Dude, oh my god! But it's still a great record. It is. It's, it is a great record for sure. It's still a great record. It's in my honorable mentions. He also cool. wrote a song on his last album called Wristband, which was a story about him getting locked out of his own fucking show and no one knew who he was. So. <laughs> He literally walked out the back door to go do something and didn't have like a credential or whatever, and they wouldn't let him back into the venue. <laughs> and they're like, "You need to have a wristband." He was like, "But I'm playing the show." And they're like, "Cool, you need to have a wristband, dude." <laughs> and, and he was like, "But I, but I don't." And so that that's like the 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 hook in the song is, uh, "You need to have a wristband, my man, if you want to come into the party." <laughs> that's awesome. So that's karma. why is it why is it named Graceland? Uh, well, I guess the, the big hit on there. There's a song called titled Graceland. Yeah, it's about going to, like a story are... about going to Elvis's house. Yeah, I was just gonna say it have something to do with that. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Jordan, what yeah. you got? Uh, we're on number three. Number three. Uh, talking heads remain in light. Okay, what's um, on that one? This was another. This was another record produced by Brian Eno. Um, Born under punches, cross-eyed and painless, once in a lifetime, houses in motion. Uh, right start. Um, once in a lifetime. Last couples, if, if you weren't a Talking Heads fan, you wouldn't necessarily know him. But Cross Side and Painless, Born Under Punches, Once in a Lifetime is huge. That's a huge hit. Um, 
it was you know a top 100 for decades um now still now it's like kind of resurfaced um the band turquoise you know like a new the a new band young young band turquoise is actually they they were touring until this current situation they were touring with original talking heads members playing this album in its entirety oh i didn't know that yeah so it was turquoise was doing the they were basically doing the remain in light tour so they would do two sets the first set would be their music and then they would bring out three additional members and turquoise is like an eight person band to begin with so then they would bring out three more people and they would play remain in light in its entirety Hey Mark, can you type? Can you type less aggressively? Oh, can you hear that? Really? Sorry, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. He's pornhub.com. <laughs> Do you guys don't hear that? That's like serious anal rapage going on, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Luke, Luke disapproves. <laughs> Looks like fuck the eighties. All right, Mark, you're number three. <laughs> number three. Uh, Dire Straits, Brothers in Arms, 1985. Yeah. Yeah. Album's the shit. Um, dude, Mark Knopfler, dude. So <laughs> when I was, like, in, I guess, middle school, high school, I did one of those BMG one-cent uh, CD clubs, you know? You yeah, and, and everyone else, brother. Everyone else, right. And uh, uh, one of the first records I got through there was the Brothers in Arms, and I all I knew was... Um, Money for nothing, you know that tune. But I, this album quickly became one of my favorite records. I listen to it all the time. Um, it's got "Walk of Life," "So Far Away," of course, "Money for Nothing." Brothers in Arms is such an awesome song too. Um, or I'm sorry, not Brothers in Arms. Um, one World, I meant. Um, and I freaking I don't know, man. Just I love Mark Knopfler's playing too. Um, so yeah, great record. I don't know. That's what I got. No. It's a great record. I love it. All right. We're on the twos, baby. We're on two. the twos. We're on the two? He- Shit. All right. Here's my number two. It's Peter Gabriel's Ooh. So record. Okay, so the so. record, I'm trying to make sure I get the track list up here. One second. Is, uh, it's, it's got Sledgehammer on it. It's got Red Rain. It's got Don't Give Up. It's like a classic ballad that's been covered by Pink and John Legend. Uh, Mercy Street. This whole album is fantastic. It has In Your Eyes as the last track on the record. In your eyes. In your eyes. That song. It's um, phenomenal. The whole record from top to bottom is a great record. It's one of those albums from top to bottom that you can sequence. It was sequenced perfectly. It's great. And that it's one. 1986 too, man. Yeah. That's a, there's a lot of 86 on these. on the. Yeah, a lot of 84 and 86 list. on my list. I was born in 86. What a good year. Whoa, dude! Eh, sh- shit, I gotta take those albums off now. You know, you <laughs> got you got Graceland and you got Jordan August. <laughs> Jordan August band. <laughs> it was a good year. <laughs> All right, Jordan August band number two for you. Uh number two, number two, number two. Michael Jackson, Thriller. Ooh. I was waiting for that to make make the list. Yeah, I thought that 19, came earlier. Nineteen eighty-two. This is my number two. Um. My dad, when I when I was growing up as a kid, my dad was a lead singer drummer for like a top forty, you know, like cover band, and they played a ton of Michael Jackson, 
and my dad had a red leather jacket that, <laughs> he, that he would he would put it on just for this song in their sets. Um, Michael Jackson was always on the turntable growing up. I've like my mom would do the dances with my sister. This I mean this album was influential to me as a human being, as a musician. But I mean the world, like Yeah. Michael Jackson hadn't quite lost his shit too. So Yeah. So good. I can't believe no one has that yet. I guess it's gonna be someone's number one. I don't think so. I think that we're, it's not going to be many people's top uh, top two here. Mark, what do you got? Uh, we're on Jesus two? Christ, what was that? I don't know what that dude is. A ghost? Is there somebody, ghost, beh- is there somebody behind me, dude? <sighs> um, all right. So I, I my one and two were kind of a tie, and I think I actually just I just I just switched them. Um, so here's my number two: ACDC Back in Black. Oh shit! Really? Yeah, dude. Um. I mean, we've already talked three. I think three of us had it, right? Yeah, three Luke of us. had it, Jordan had it, and I had it. it. I mean, that record just like you heard that it was on the radio all the time. It's still on the radio all the time. Those those tunes are incredible. When I first picked up a guitar, I tried to learn Back in Black. Also, even though I'm not a guitar player, you still you know what? None of us know that lick. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, but I I just love I love that record. And and even though I am more of a Bon Scott apologist, and you know more of a fan of him this this record really kind of was like brian johnson's like like who made who and uh for those about to rock we salute you are great records but like this album there's so many hits on it and it's just so so hot so that's my number two back in black solid all right all right luke have you come up with anything you want to talk about (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna check out brian eno i think because he has a significant contribution it seems like to a lot I mean, of it. Clapton put out a lot of shit in the eighties too. It's true. Dude, I was checking it out. I wasn't stoked about any of it. Dude, the the core. <laughs> Isn't that that's an eighties tune, right? The core. Is it? Is that yeah. is that seventies or eighties? Well it's off of the slow hand record, right? Oh that that's probably seventies then, right? Yeah, it, it, but it could be eighty. I mean back in black is nineteen eighty, so that's like, you know, that's a cuspy. Okay. I'm looking, hold on. So behind no, the slow hand is seventy seven. Okay. Okay. What uh? I'm sorry, Rob. Go ahead. No, you're good. You're good. Go ahead. (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) 77 was all I was gonna say. No. Okay. Good talk. Good talk. See you there. My number one podcast gold. Yeah, Rob. Rob Tate, number one. Born in the USA. (laughs) Nice. There it is. Bruce Springsteen, dude. This album from top to bottom hit city, my hometown. Dancing in the Dark, Born in the USA, uh, Darlington County. Uh, I can name them all, but I don't need to. The record speaks for itself. Go listen to it. It's a fun, fun record. That's awesome. That's all I got to say about that. Sick. Jordan. Jordan, what do you got? And that was 1984, right? It was 84. Dude, lots was... of 84, right? Am I right? And 84 yeah, and 86. A lot, lot of 84. A lot of 86. Um, it was a Jordan very August. good year. Jordan August. Jordan August here. Um <laughs> Hey, can, town, it, can, can, a, can a year get a Hall of Fame? Can uh, yeah, right. get... <laughs> Seriously, 84 What was the other one, like right 69 now. or 73? Right? It was something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of 73, looking back at the spreadsheet. Um, uh, Jordan August, my number one. Fucking... <laughs> 
Paul Simon, Graceland, oh, done. Shit. Fucking number one album all time. Born in, born in the USA was cool, but uh, but Graceland, Graceland. <laughs> I mean, Graceland the song. Let's give Steve Berlin a call. See what he thinks. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. You got his. You got his Steve number. Berlin on the on the phone right now. Let me text Kenny. I'll get his. I'll get Steve Berlin to jump in on this FaceTime. That would it's be like, amazing. Would be it's awesome. like I mean that whole record is so good. Using you know Ladysmith Black Mombaza in there is. You know, the, the the homeless is a song that like w- we as a band or anyone as a band can't really perform. Yeah. You know, so it's like I've done Paul Simon tributes. But we're back. Did Pro Tools? Did Pro Tools crash? No, Pro Tools recorded me panicking. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh shit where'd everybody go uh. so we're, we're back though we're good so what was the last thing jordan said <laughs> i mean i t- i said my my number one is paul simon graceland cool and i gave some reasons why and reason being that um paul simon my hey Oh, Jordan, Jordan is fucking Luke's researching the '80s right now. Um, <laughs> my my number one, Paul Simon, Graceland, uh, tons of hits. You can call me out, fucking Chevy Chase. If you don't know it, look it up, Luke. And that video is pretty awesome. Che- Chevy and Chase. that video is fucking awesome. And Homeless, Ladies with Black Mombaza. I think it's the greatest album of all time. And of all time, of all time, of all the decades. That's of Chris all the decades. That's, I don't know, man, about that. I'll still disagree, but that's fine. That's fine. Rock Rock in the USA, dude. Hey, that was my honorable mention, bro. John Cougar <laughs> Mellencamp, dude, or is he just John Mellencamp then? No, at that point he was John Cougar Mellencamp. The album was Scarecrow. I oh, think we just oh. all call him the Cougar and we move on. I love it. All right, uh, what's your number right. one? It's my Mark number one. Brown. Yeah. Guns and Roses Appetite for Destruction. Oh, wow. 87. Damn. If, if you're noticing a, a theme here, I really listened to a lot of metal and hard rock in the 80s and probably 90s also. Just so you know. I know. That's okay. But uh but we forget. Dude, like we talked about this earlier, but like it was greatest hits, dude. Uh Welcome to the Jungle, Paradise City. Uh, Mr. Brown, Mr. Fucking Brownstone, dude. That was another song that Nate and I played in our garage band back in the day, dude. <laughs> I just, I loved Guns N' Roses, and that, the early Guns N' Roses shit was the shit. And, and like, I listened to that record more than any other record in the '80s. Yeah, for sure. I don't blame, I don't blame you. That's where I, that's that's my number one. That's crazy. So, <clears throat> so Luke, um, yes, y- you don't have any um, albums. <laughs> for, for the for the 80s but if you if you look at guns and roses appetite for describe you know uh bruce springsteen born in the usa and paul simon graceland that's you know our three number ones do you have any input or uh shit talking maybe about <laughs> any of them the Graceland one definitely sounds like it'd be up my alley. I think it would be with as the pro- well. 
the production and the the way you're describing it um, sounds like something I would really like. I just don't. I've never. I don't know. No one's ever showed it to me. Never been around it. Guns N' Roses is cool. I think. Uh, I don't know. I never gravitated towards them. That I mean, who cares about my comments about your? We care. That's the whole point of this, dude. We care, I, bro. You're right. We care. This is this is all we have right Spawn. now. Dude. This is all you, we you, have right now. What do you think about Springsteen, though? I've never really listened to him. <laughs> I, I think uh, Rosalita. Yeah, I have no kind of indifferent. Check it out, dude. Dude, check. This I will out. be. I've been checking a lot of these out, which has been real cool. I mean, not the '80s stuff yet, but previous shit. So I, will, I got a lot of stuff to check out now. So. I want to add to that too. Like, like doing this these lists has been awesome because there's been a lot of shit that you guys had in your list that I've never listened to that I checked out. Like you had, uh, someone had the Fela Cootie album. Yeah. Um, and you had the Ginger Baker album with him too. Like, yeah. That's sh- that. That's sh- I had never listened to that shit, and I checked that shit out after we did that episode. It's so incredible, mind blowing. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, like yeah. that's like the super groove of it all. Also, yeah. honorable mention, and you guys do honorable mention. had to have been waiting for this is fucking fish. I knew Hunter. it. I knew it. 1989. I knew it. What? Fucking Fluffhead, dude. Like I do like Fluffhead actually. This is the this is the record Junta J U N T A uh that I was a fish hater and my my homeboy DJ Bofunk, check him out. DJ Bofunk. DJ Bofunk. He put on Junta on vinyl in his house and I was like, this is fish. And he was like, yeah, this is their first album. And I was like, this recording is the best recording I've ever heard. Wow. And still, to this day, the clarity and like just how good the recording of all the instruments and the mixing of it is so good. Hunta. How did it, where did they record it? Do you know? The, in the barn in oh, Burlington, wow. Vermont, dude. Yeah. Here, I'm, you guys mind if I lift, lift, list off my uh, honorable mentions Yeah, let's, here. let's all go around. Rob, go ahead. Here, I'll just do all of mine real fast. John Cougar Mellencamp's Scarecrow. <laughs> there it was. There it was. I just wanted to put it out there. Lyle Lovett's first album. Okay. Uh, Bruce Springsteen's The River. Don Henley's album, Building the Perfect Beast. Uh, the Traveling Wilburys, bro. Nice. Uh, the Neville Brothers, Fio on the Bayou. Oh, that's a great record. I thought you were going to pick that one, Mark. I, it, uh, honorable mention for me. That was also my honorable. Yep. Uh, ACDC's Back in Black. I'll just text these to you, to Jordan. Uh, the Police Synchronicity, Michael oh, Jackson's shit. Thriller, Hall & Oates' uh, Private Eyes album, <laughs> and uh, Billy Joel's Glass Houses. That's also a good record. That's a that's a, a lot of really good songwriting in all those mentions there. Yeah, yeah, just, those, are, those are some good. Especially like the Hall & Oates stuff. That's like songwriting well, dude, at its I w- finest. The problem is like it has a couple good songs and then the rest of them are throwaways but like each one of them has like three hits on them yeah but it's like not quite enough to be considered best album of all time that's the issue that's true yeah yeah no doubt jordan what's your honorable mention uh my honorable mention is is fish hunter (laughs) um fish hunter (laughs) and (laughs) oh oh and uh born in the usa bruce that's right that's right (laughs) <laughs> is that it really yeah right. yeah right. okay here's my i got i got here's mine so i got dr feel good motley crew bon jovi slippery <laughs> when wet 
Metallica, Master of Puppets, uh, Prince, 1999. I did have Graceland on there. And I also had uh, Neville Brothers, Fire. I had a lot, actually. Neville Brothers, Fire on the bio. And then Number of the Beast by Iron Maiden. I love that fucking band. Oh, shit. Yeah, I forgot that was the 80s, too. Great fucking. Bruce Dickinson, dude. That fucking band. I love that fucking. It was great. What about Judas Priest? Do you like Judas Priest? I don't. I actually never listened to Judas Priest that much, to be honest. I just know that the Simpsons make fun of Judas Priest a lot. <laughs> I think it was, I think it was like, just because the way they drew, like, their makeup-y, dressy stuff. Yeah. But I think from a guitar player standpoint, like my buddy John Wood from Baltimore, mm-hmm. that was like that was his favorite band. Really? Like that's what got him into like learning to play guitar better than, you know, just being on like your average track or, or of some sort. Like that's what brought him to be the guitar player he is today is is Judas Priest. That's crazy. That's cool. Yeah. Super shreddy, fast metal riffs. Love that they shit, got a dude. big. They got a big discography too. I wish I could shred like that, dude. Yeah, I can't shred like that. Dude, that was, dude. Iron Maiden. Dude, I, I used to just jam out to Iron Maiden in my basement in my parents' house. Fucking dude. dick fucking out, whole thing. Dick out, dude. Just fucking <laughs> Bruce Dickinson <laughs> screaming at the top of his lungs, dude. <laughs> and their dude, their album artwork, sick, so awesome. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? It's all like fucking gothic. Yeah, it's super skeletons dark. And yeah, it's fucking great. Yeah, yeah. Every look I at think lo- that's like that's what used to scare me about those bands when I was a kid because I grew up listening to like the Commodores and the Temptations <laughs> right. and shit. It was like that was all just like smooth, like sexy shit. Right. And then I would go into Hot Topic. Yeah. <laughs> and you would see like the fucking Iron Maiden. You know, T-shirts. I was like, "That's fucking scary." But I would also see Grateful Dead T-shirts, and those were all skulls and shit. And I was like, "Well, that band's fucking heavy too. I'm not gonna listen to them." (laughs) And so I just, I just didn't listen to them until like one of my coworkers, when I was like 18, gave me a, uh, he gave me Grateful Dead Europe '72, wow, on CD, and I was like, okay. And he also gave me Fish live at Brooklyn, same day. Oh, wow. Two, two box like box set, you know, records like you know three, three CD, you know, things. And I was like, okay. And the that the Grateful Dead changed my life, and I had no idea that they were like a chill, like cool band. Because all the skulls and stuff like like put me away. I was like, I don't want to listen to skull band. <laughs> skull, <laughs> skull band. And I was like, oh skull shit, band. this is actually What's- really good. What's with the Iron Maiden like character guy? I you mean like is, the, is the there artwork? Well, it seems like there's like <clears throat> like that can the continuity of that character guy, like the scary kind of like undead zombie type thing. I don't I, well, I don't know. Like there's no story or anything. I don't or whatever. Think, well, like, you know you know what an Iron Maiden is, right? And I uh no. An Iron Maiden what is what, it? What, get... what it was a you want me you you know you guys so it was a, it was a torture device well actually it it didn't actually exist it's it's fiction but it's you would know what the fuck this is an iron maiden yeah. is a torture device from the inquisition where it's like it's like a it's like a coffin shaped like a like a body with spikes in it and you stand in it and they close it and the spikes Dude. go into your body but it's but they they it's fake it, they, they they never actually use that they made it they created that mythology for 
Oh. So, so, but that's what an Iron Maiden is. So, like the band, the band created the mythology. The band didn't create it. It's it, so, like some movie created it, like in the '30s or some shit. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. So it's like it's like this real dark, gothic, you know, zombie, mm-hmm. torturey kind of death thing. I don't know, but I don't know and, what the I think, gotcha. and I think all their artwork was done by the same artist. Yeah, so like you always had that it's really cool dark. It's 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 fucking. I love their artwork, man. It's so cool. Well, they they had thirty nine albums. Wow, that's pretty crazy, dude. Look at the one for two thousand fifteen. That guy is pretty scary. Oh yeah, that is really scary. What's the name of the album? That's, Book of the Souls. Book of Souls. That dude's awesome. And it's the first song's "If Eternity Should Fail." Dude, <laughs> that's epic. dude. which is funny because all of their tours are canceled right now. <laughs> Dude, th- is it, a... Yeah, if you go to their website, Legacy of the Beast tour canceled. <laughs> and they also it. they has a they have a video game out on Android and iOS That's license awesome. called Legacy of the Beast. Fuck yeah, great band. That's some good branding. Great fucking like like super shreddy harmony like speed metal, like two guitar harmonies and shit like really good shit. Very it's very like. It's like classical music meets everything. It's not improvised at all. It's very composed. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's, like, it's like classical music meets heavy metal. But that's like, and that's what it like. Uh, so coming back to my friend John Wood that loves Iron Maiden, like that's what got him into Fish. Now he he's a big Fish fan. Oh wow! Because early like early Fish stuff, especially that the Hunter album, mm-hmm. like. Those are very composed, very complicated, right. very shreddy songs. There's no jams. Wow. It is, but like some of them are long, and like what you know is Fluffhead mm-hmm. that we would just call one song. That's actually the whole side of an album, and it's actually four songs that are wow. all they're all c- called different little pieces. Right. That's crazy. I have yeah. to go back. I I listened to that album years ago. I have to go back and listen to that album again. It definitely just for like the production standpoint of like where you know like if you know it as a live song where it's right. obviously electric guitar there's like a ton of acoustic guitar on the record mm-hmm. and just it's just like the and the, the panning of left and right like it it made me want to go record a record really i was like oh i want to listen to fish but i was like now i want to go record a record because this is insane that's cool and they did it all themselves. Like they had that fucking barn. That's crazy. That's awesome. They didn't. They, it was a, that. That was like their earliest work, and that's like shit they still play now. Wow. Is that is that barn like a museum now, or what's what's the deal with that? No, Trey owns it. That's oh, where Trey he records. It, really? Yeah. Still? Wow. That's yeah, that's where he records all his stuff. It's in Burlington, and that's where Trey Band does all their recordings, and all the Ghosts of the Forest stuff was recorded there. Um, that's where their New Year's like gags are are recorded and planned. That's awesome. Yeah, it's still it's still a thing. That cat song still sucks. Which one? <laughs> that cat song. <laughs> it's like the beginning of Mark was like, "Go listen to a live one." I thought he meant a live concert, so I just picked a fish live concert on Spotify. And it's like something about a cat, and all it is just meow. <laughs> so that's that's not there. That's so that's from like a like a '60s movie that they did for Halloween, and they took all these samples from some horror film from the '60s 
and they wrote music to the nice. samples. Well, that's what I. That's how I was introduced to Fish. Is oh. that? <laughs> so it's just like, okay. What the fuck is that? At least you didn't have to hear fucking like farmhouse or backwards down the number line or something. <laughs> That's our most listened to song on Spotify. What is Farmhouse? Farmhouse? I think so. Welcome, this is a farmhouse. Yeah, I remember my first... You don't like that song, Jordan? I don't, know, But I think my the first time I saw Fish, I was tripping on acid, and I was really high, and they played their song, David Bowie, which is like a raging, fast fucking, fucking party time, and then they ended the song, like, David Bowie... And went boom. Welcome. This is a farmhouse. Cool, and I was like, I want to kill myself. Oh, that, that's pretty cool. Well, yeah, that's like, that's like that's why you go see fish because you're right. like, fuck, but okay. <laughs> you know, it's right. like, oh, I'm gonna go pee or I'm gonna go get a drink or whatever, and then they're gonna come back with something super crazy. I think they played like vultures or Carini or something right after it, so everything was fine. But yeah, no, since then. I was I was too high on the, on LSD and I I, I can't listen to Farmhouse. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think that's a good place to stop, gentlemen. <laughs> so no LSD farmhouse. and Farmhouse, dude. L- love you guys. Hey, love you guys. Good work, guys. This this episode comes in at a hundred and forty minutes. With all Solid. sorts of shit in the middle. Yeah, with yeah, I'll I'll probably edit some of this out. <laughs> like, hey, like, thank you guys for listening, man. Sorry, what? No, you're good. You're good. Do that again. <laughs> no, it's done. It's over. <laughs> Just say thank, thank you. Thank hey. you guys for listening. You have Rob, a great day. Rob Tate wants everyone to know that he's thankful for you listening to this podcast. For you. That's right. <laughs> and we'll be, we'll be back probably next week because we have nothing better to do. So yeah, let's do another. Do you guys want to do? We gotta do do the nineties, or we can just do like a themed episode. We just talk about some shit. Just wherever. dude, I'm way more excited about the nineties than I am the eighties. Well, let's fucking do the nineties next Tuesday then. You guys cool with that? Fucking yes. Sweet. My right. my schedule is a little packed right now. <laughs> yeah, L- Luke seems to be the only one with shit to do. So dog, it was it was one night. <laughs> Happy birthday, Luke. Thanks, bro. It's, it's birthday. Luke's birthday until Corona's over. That's right. <laughs> Shots. Yeah, how, how are you guys all making out? I mean, we're, we're hanging in there. It's cool. I, I was, I, uh, oh, sorry, what were you going to say? I bought 25 pounds of meat. Hey, what's up, everybody? Mark Brown here from Hambone Relay. If y'all were fortunate enough to make it to the end of that uh, two-plus-hour podcast, uh, we want to thank you guys for listening to us and hanging out with Dude Check This Out with Rob, myself, Jordan, and uh, Luke. And as you know, things are kind of crazy right now in the world, uh, especially for the entertainment industry. Um, We don't have a lot of gigs right now. We have no gigs right now. Um, And uh, we're just trying to do whatever we can to get by. And so, uh, you know, if you uh, if you like, you know, your favorite artists out there, be sure to support them. Buy some merchandise. Listen to them on Spotify or YouTube or wherever. Uh, watch their streaming concerts. Keep in touch with them. You know, send them a virtual tip or whatever. Yeah, keep on trucking, man. We'll get through this. Thank you all so much. That's it. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's because somebody scared Jordan at the supermarket.
Yeah, someone like people. My my neighbors started scaring me, and I was like, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to the butcher, and I'm buying everything. Speaking of which, we're at. A, I gotta go to the grocery store tomorrow. I think cause we're at. Dude, go in the morning. Dude, don't even go dude, during the day. Dude, we go. We go. We go to Walmart at four in the morning. They're open. They're open fucking twenty four hours. So although they, I think they changed their hours, but we've been going at like four in the morning because there's nobody there then. So. Damn, are you up for the day at that time? I'll go back and take a nap at like ten. And then kill my day, dude. I don't sleep. Dude. Fuck sleeping, dude. I don't sleep. <laughs> sleep is for pussies, dude. Uh, that sleep is for pussies. Who does that? Sleep when you're dead, bro. Yeah. 